0: day going
1: it's awesome man it's a it's a beautiful day here in uh, the lower mainland and it's uh,
0: what 30 degrees dude it's like <laughs> summer literally just hit today i know it was like it summer started four days ago <laughs> for real for real so um you know as, as the weather changes how have you been kind of adapting with your workouts with running and everything like that how was today it's been good
1: well today was the first one i got outside where it was kind of hot like this um, but was fine. Like, I mean, uh, like anything else you want to be prepared before you go out to do anything, right? Mm-hmm. You want to have intention behind it. Right. So, um, I knew it was going to be hot. So I made sure that I had a uh, significant amount of water. So I have a, a, a bladder, a water, like a, a pack. So it's a two and a half liter pack. Like the Camelback. Yeah. Or? Yeah. And so about two and a half liters and I had, uh, some tailwind in that, which is like, a electrolyte kind of beverage, um, which helps me while I'm running and uh yeah about two hours hour and a half so it was kind of good to feel the weather right now Mm -hmm. because tomorrow i have another one i got a two and a half hour run tomorrow so i'll do that outside i'll probably go to campbell valley park because tomorrow we have a a mental our mental health walk and we're we're doing it at campbell valley park tomorrow where we're going to have on cloud the the shoe company is going to be sponsoring it tomorrow
0: wow So, so
1: they're coming out with uh tents and Snacks, and they're setting up uh, around nine o'clock so that people can try out shoes and maybe buy them if they want to with discount rates, and and then we go for a walk, and then I'll probably go for my run after that. <laughs> That's sick.
0: I love that. I love that. Yeah. Love that. yeah. Did you? Because uh, Teddy was talking about um, like kind of like how your week was in the last week. Have you had any like kind of shifts or changes in the last like week or so that kind of like have uh, I guess benefited you, or maybe they were like a rude awakening?
1: Well, I mean, um, so over the last couple of weeks, I've been. Actually settling in into what's kind of happening right now, right um, i'm the l- over the last few months I've been on various different podcasts. I've been on yours a couple times yeah right? and and after i mean compared to each time I'm developing mentally and physically after each one, so it's like um it's pretty crazy actually man like the the so for first first of all, the physical development since the last time I was on, like in terms of my running. Um, because I've been uh, utilizing the help of uh, Coach Ron Lowen of Gritty Run Club and also with Fit Nation, Jazz. They've been helping me out with my mechanics. And so I, over the weekend, I was in Hinton, Alberta, and I had a three-day sort of running, hiking kind of weekend. And it was about 50K altogether in three days. The first day was about uh, 13 kilometers, 600-meter elevation, and then the second day was 18 kilometers, 1200 meters elevation so we hit a summit of a mountain shit so it was uh, a folding mountain we got the top of in Hinton and the third day was 23k about 300 meters elevation I was good like I mean the first two days I hadn't like I hadn't ever done that kind of stuff like in terms of like in the mountains with like hiking poles and all kinds of stuff but uh having never done it I felt pretty good about it and I did decently and then but I Obviously I'm more familiar with flatter terrain, so when I got to Sunday, which was twenty three kilometers um I was way more confident at that point, even though my legs were tired mm-hmm. it was it was it was good so uh, after that weekend, I was like, holy shit man, like the work I'm putting in is paying off mm-hmm. like and I wasn't stressed out, I was having a blast like I was in the mountains, man it was like it almost recharged me mm-hmm. like mentally like uh, it was just I mean, you've probably been in the mountains way more than I have, man. <laughs> so you can probably speak to the benefits of actually being in those environments and how it actually mentally helps you. Like I'm we'll definitely do more of those for sure. Like mm-hmm. definitely. At least once a month do that. So anyway, so that was good. And um I got back. Everything seems to be settling in, meeting a lot of people, all things are going well as of right now. <clears throat> but like we all know, we go peaks and valleys and um I wanted to kind of chat about one of those those valleys I had not too long ago because I think, it, for me, I'm kind of past that stage y- now. And I think I learned a few things through it. And I think maybe if I can share some of that, it might be, you know, if someone could use some of what I did, maybe it can help them. If not, then that's cool. But, you know, it might be a good story to share. Um, like so Like the last few times I've been on and I've mentioned, you know, separated and divorced and... Um, A couple years ago, I was still living, uh, I was living in the basement suite of the house with my ex-wife, and um, I was, you know, while she was at work, I would, you know, we'd take her, I would take care of my daughter, so it was convenient that way, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) but uh, in many other ways, it wasn't convenient either for her or for me, but we did what we felt we had to do, and anyway, so we, for me, I can't speak for her, but for me at the time, I was like in a in a rough spot. Look, I, uh, we had a nice house. I, you know, we, during the divorce, um, I didn't get much money based on, you know, we didn't sell the house, right? So, um, because I want, you know, we, we decided that it might be best for our daughter to have a nice house to live in. So I ate a bit of it. And so that caused me some stress and tension. And, you know, what am I going to do? I don't have a house now. And, um, you know, at the age of when that happened, I was, like, 41, 42. And I'm, like, I'm not saving for another place now. Like, mm-hmm. at this point, it's going to whatever. And so that was on my mind. And, you know, uh, you know, possible custody stuff was on my mind with my daughter. So it was really freaking me out. And, you know, it was all building up, man. Like, it was building to such a level. And, this, you know, when I was running and training and all this stuff, I was, like, fucking so much on my plate. And really, I hadn't given myself enough time to process anything. I was just moving, moving, going, and going. And it hit me. Like, it just, it caught up, like, in a big way. And uh, one day, I was with my daughter. Uh, at the time, she must have been around three, two or three. And we, oh, yeah, she was two, two and a half, three, because I was, converting her crib into a bed mm. and my ex asked me if i could help her with that so she was at work and i was like cool i'll do it right and uh and i was pretty manic at the time like a really ma- like just held skelter moving around like my head was just all like on a swivel the whole time and i'm upstairs in my daughter's my daughter's room trying to put the bed together and that's kind of stressing me out like I'm like oh man like I don't know like the smallest things would start really agitating me even and she was there running around that yeah, was I adding a feeling me. man I right know the feeling. you know exactly what I'm saying right yeah like where you just you I was starting to get overwhelmed that feeling and I'm sure a lot of every like some of your listeners can relate to that man the overwhelming feeling of just being helpless in that moment my daughter's sitting right there I was pretty much freaking out like freaking out mm-hmm and then my ex's mom called me, and we we have a decent like a pretty decent relationship, all things considered, and mm-hmm. we had a really great one even before. So she called me and and she Facetimed me, and thank God that she did, because uh, she saw my face the way I looked, and she's like, "I'm coming over," and and she was just talking about like, "Do you want me to pick up your daughter?" And you know, if she can hang out with me, you can do this. you you can make the bed because I was just, like getting overwhelmed over the bed, mm-hmm. like something simple, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, "No, I'll, I'll call you later." And hung up the phone. And she calls me back an hour later, and she's like, "Are you gonna drop her off?" And I was like, "No, I'll, I'll figure it out myself." Like, "Fuck you, I'll I'll do it myself." And she's like, "I'm coming over," because she could see the distress. I was distressed. I was. I was. Me- I was fucked. And then, then I started freaking out because I thought she was coming to take my daughter away from me. And that, that like, and it was it wasn't delusional. It was just like um, paranoid, mm-hmm. right? And. uh I was like, fuck that. You're not taking my daughter from me. Like, I was getting pissed. Mm -hmm. She goes, no, we're not taking. Like, that's how, like, paranoid I was. I thought they were going to take my daughter away. And then I was like, and then she was like, no, we're not. Like, you need need to chill out. You need to go to the doctor. Like, you're not well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that, at that moment, I was like, oh, I got to do something here. Like, I'm not in a good spot. Like, I couldn't contain my energy it was just me- like shaking a lot mm-hmm. and um so then i just i went to that's when i immediately started going to the doctor i was like calling the doctor i went to psychiatry i went just like fuck man i'm and when i went to the doctor even in the doctor office like at my gp like i couldn't stop moving my like i was just like caught like my leg was shaking um i was like d- my head was darting around just overwhelmed like like a severe um fight or flight state that the mentality that you're in in that moment that was consistent for weeks i I was feeling that for weeks so then uh with the checkup i had the doc. well not the checkup the doctor's like okay let's talk here it was a mental mental health check essentially Mm -hmm. and uh, he had to go through some questions and then after all the questions he's like okay you've had a major depressive episode and based on all the questions and he's like we need to monitor you and uh, I'm going to give you some medication, and um, you know for a year, they essentially monitor the uh, how the medication's working, how you respond, all these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So anyth- anyway, so for me that was like uh, pretty scary because I, I felt helpless essentially. I was like, like I thought I was going nuts straight up, and um, I felt alone, isolated. Like just, it was unpleasant to say the least, man. Mm-hmm. And um, so then I got medication. Eventually, step by step, small incremental step, and then help from people. Asking for help, like actually asking people for help, because, and I know this to be true for myself growing up, I never asked for help. I don't want to be considered weak. Or, you know, like, uh, some people say, oh, I don't want to be a pussy, right? Like, Mm -hmm. shit like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, The reality is, since I've been asking for help, everything in my life has changed. Mm -hmm. Like, I was thinking about this two days ago with my dad talking to my dad, I was like, since I've been asking for help from people and pushing my ego as far away down as possible, and it, look, some days it's up here. But I try to like check it, right? And um since that everything's been moving in a like it hasn't been roses, but everything's been trending in an upward direction. Mm-hmm. So I've been reflecting over over these things and That's why I wanted to share that story right now. Because, like, everyone's seeing I'm running or doing this, that, and the other. But I was just like a lot of people, and I still am like a lot of people. I'm not that different. You know, a a major depressive episode for me was pretty scary for me. And and I'm sure there's a lot of people having worse things happen to them or whatever. Um, So I can relate to a lot of people. And really, that's a lot of, that's the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. 'Cause I know what it feels like. Like I'm so close to like disregarding even like where I work. Like I'm I'm almost thinking about taking a leave of absence and and, and going back later and just work just doing what I'm doing now because I feel that there's a, a need for it and I have a I have such a drive now because I'm so connected to it. And with all the people I'm meeting you and a whole bunch of other people, Teddy and a a bunch of people, we all are kind of on the same page here. And we are all affected differently, but we all kind of want to do or move in the same direction with a positive mentality. So I don't know. I just wanted to, I thought it would be somewhat helpful sharing an experience where I was like really deep down. Because I know I've said a lot of things about running, this, that, and the other. And I've talked about, I've, you know, I've talked of. About certain things but i've never given that story or that example of w- what happened when i got major you know when i got uh um, medicated mm-hmm. and it was le- it, that led up to like it was about three or four weeks of that kind of behavior like that manic behavior like progressively getting worse and worse until it
0: just just hit a wall but anyway yeah, yeah. dude i I resonate with that a lot man and it's like some of those things like it doesn't even it's not like it goes away like i know what you mean like it just like kind of happens over and over again and that's like uh i mean i haven't had that exact same scenario happen but i've had similar experiences like being being manic for sure like my highs are high my lows are really low man like and i kind of vibe with that a lot and for me like i've tried avoiding it my whole life like whether it's like using substances using people around me going to the gym Uh, which are, uh, I mean, going to the gym, certain aspects of that, like surrounding yourself with the right people or going to the gym, those are positive outlets. But I found like a lot of the time I was just trying to escape whatever pain I was going through. And I was like, if I just work harder, I'll be better in the future. Mm -hmm. And, um,
1: there's, there is some truth to that.
0: Of course. Of course. It's what kind
1: of work you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know, from my experience and what I'm noticing is like the work never ends yeah like this is this is life now life is perpetually continuing to
0: develop every level Mm -hmm. right so like and it's going to challenge us in different ways all the time yeah
1: like i mean yeah and but that's the fun part now like okay so from my perspective now i've shifted my mentality now to like i look forward to these excessive runs Mm -hmm. like i'm stoked
0: yeah, even just what you're talking about, like today and tomorrow, like it's like two hour runs, like th- those. Um, they're daunting, man. Like when I think about the only times I've ever run for like that many, that like that many hours, it's like nerve wracking for me. But then once I finish, I feel like a rock star. Like doing those types of things where it's like, fuck, I really didn't think I'd be able to do that. For me, that's the way I view it. I'm like, I don't, I didn't really think I was actually gonna be able to do it, and mm-hmm. here I am. Like I'm still here. Well, maybe I'm in pain now, but I'm still here. I'm alive. Yeah, yeah.
1: and you did something. You accomplished something. But there's there's another thing to that, right? Like, um, the more... Okay, now, I can only speak for myself. I feel like I'm meant to be a professional athlete. Mm -hmm. I just feel like I'm meant to do that, like, fitness kind of things, right? Um, So... You definitely don't look like you sit at a desk all day, that's for sure. No, no. So, yeah. So, now, having said that, and I've worked out most of my life, but not with, like, some serious intention behind it. It, I always thought I was a recreational athlete. I just kind of worked. I never even actually used the word athlete. Mm. I never used it. Yeah, I work out. And what I've learned over the last couple years is, and not just learned, but internalized, words matter definitely. So, if you, for many years, have said negative things about myself, what happens? It makes me feel like shit. So, inversely, if you're going to say positive things, theoretically, it should work the same way, right? So, now when I, like, over a period of time, the more I run, I've reframed it in my mind. It's my job. I'm happy to do it now. Mm -hmm. That's my, it's my work. So, now I've think of it that way. So if I think of it as my job, then I'm going to take it to another level. I'm going to understand every aspect of it so that I can perform as a professional. So that means things I hadn't done before, I'm going to start employing. So that means mobility work, flexibility, yoga, feet and ankle training, like very specific stuff. And since I've been doing that, I've been increasing my productivity and efficiency and, and, and power. Everything's
0: been increasing. Only because I said I'm a professional athlete. That's all I said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now it's like I gotta treat myself like I'm a professional. I gotta be professional about this. Yeah, that's it. That's all I had to do. Now having said that, I'm professional when I when I do my job.
1: So if you have difficulty being a professional to begin with, then you have to work on that probably. Mm-hmm. But if you already have that mental capacity of understanding what it means to be a professional, then you can switch that mentality into anything. Mm. Now, for me, I'm meant to be an athlete because today I was like two hours in the sun. Let's go. Mm-hmm. I was excited. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow I got 25K to go. Okay, cool. I'm excited. I did 50K last weekend in the mountains. I'm like, Fuck yeah, let's go. I'm excited now. Yeah, yeah. I got 50K to do on July 23rd at the Bucking Hell race in North Vancouver going up Mount Seymour. 2,500 meter up, 2,500 meter down. Technical as hell. Holy shit. I'm like, let's fucking go. Dude, I feel like that downhill is like more scary than the uphill. Well, uh, what was awesome about going to Hinton over last weekend was that was good practice for the North fan that I hadn't expected it to be good practice. Now, it's not as much elevation, but it's similar. And the technical, um, how technical it is, is very similar as well. So when I say technical, I didn't know what that meant before until I did this uh, last weekend. So it's when the trails are so, like, either uneven, bunch of roots sticking out, rocks all over the place, high elevation, Mm -hmm. rocky, muddy. Like, that's technical, right? So, um, yeah, I was excited. And I hadn't done that, and I was... Now I'm feeling more of a, I've transitioned to that from that dread to like, look, I'm happy to do it. Mm-hmm. I've found, I think, no, because you never find anything. You just continue to <laughs> go on that process. But what I've learned is um, I'm enjoying the process now. Like I'm actually settling in and I'm enjoying this. I'm s- enjoying sitting here with you, having a chat. I enjoy now like um, just talking about the professional business aspect of what we're doing now. Because now it's going to start changing. Now I need to start really, since I'm settled in, now we need to maximize it even further. So YouTube channel starts in August. Now that'll be uploaded with a ton of stuff that's already been filmed. But I have nothing but ideas. It's my job now. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about flying over here, flying over there, doing different things having fun race over there let's go fishing this let's film that like all kinds of stuff so really people can go to that channel and start really understanding who i am if they want to and then experience the journey if they want to and have fun at the same time while we're doing it like uh, i I plan on you know having somewhat educational things on there not that i'm going to be giving the education but there's a lot of people that are helping me that are really phenomenal at what they do they're subject matter experts in each of those areas and for sure we're gonna have people like that on the youtube channel talking about um excellence and how to be excellent Mm -hmm. at whatever you want to do and you know we'll mix it in with like say a hundred mile race Mm -hmm. over here or Mm -hmm. (laughs) doing this over there like just have some fun right and um yeah i mean that's the direction that things are going in man it's pretty crazy like it, when we first start sitting down i what i'm like i'd like to even i might even go back and look at the first one i was on when i was talking with you cuz i'm probably entirely different since then mm-hmm. and the direction where things are going i actually really feel
0: it now before mm-hmm. i was like okay i hope it happens now i'm like yeah it's happening Dude, I, yeah. I got no worries I feel that, dude. <laughs> I, I listen back because, like, obviously, when I go back to edit these, I listen back to them a couple of times. And there's so many times where I listen back and I'm like, uh, and do I, am I really living it? And then, like, a few weeks later, I'll listen back to the same episode and I'll be like, okay, I lived that part of it now. Mm-hmm. Or, like, there's other times where I'm like, I got to re record that shit, man. I'm not like practicing what I preach here. Like, this is, uh, there's other times where I'm like, fuck, I really should have shut up there.
1: No, but you know what, man? Um, good. Because now y- you feel that. kind of stings, right? Oh, yeah. So it's good when you see that and you're like, oh, man, I sound like an idiot. Now what do you say? I want to do that better. Yeah. That's it. Because man, Because I've, go- I've done the same thing, gone back on some podcasts. I'm like, oh, man, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't. But I don't want to beat myself up anymore. That doesn't happen. I'm not beating myself up anymore. What I say now is, okay, that happened. All right, cool. Um, I'll do that better next time. That's it. Mm-hmm. I'll just do better. Mm-hmm. I'll do that better next time. So if I, do, if I say that, then what did I do in that thing that wasn't better? Look at it objectively, and then move on. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because there's no reason to, I've learned, that there's no reason to attach emotion to it. And what I'm further learning, and then I'm going to probably try to start adopting and internalizing now over the next little while, is detaching from everyone. Now, that might sound uh, harsh. It's not. What I mean by that is I don't want to have attachment. So what I mean by that is I will love who's, like, I love you. Right? I love you too, man. <laughs> and, and, but I'm not going to hold you, if that makes sense. Mm. So in your presence, I'm going to show you that love. And I'm going to do these things. But when we're not, I'm not going to worry if you're not going to come back to me. Mm -hmm. That's fine, man. You live your life. That's good. So now to expand on it, that might seem logical, but now you expand on that even further. I detach from my family. That includes my parents and anyone else because there's no need for the attachment. You can love them and care for them and do those things, but the attachment is what really starts bringing everyone down. It's when, for example speak for my daughter if I was attached and I am I'm just working on the piece that I'm talking about but if I'm fully attached then I'm gonna be my ego's gonna be evolved. right so say for example if my ex wants to take her to Disneyland I'm going like fuck that man I wanna do that I wanna do that I wanna blah 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 mm-hmm. no my daughter gets to go to Disneyland she'll be happy she'll enjoy herself she's got a good mom detach which is with me? We're having a blast. Whatever you want to do, we got it. Let's go. I love you. But I'm not gonna put my ego on that shit because there's, what I've learned is that doesn't help her at all, my daughter. It's selfish on my side. I just want to be. I want to be part of it. Mm-hmm. I want to give her something. Okay. I, I want. You, you see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's all about her. Right? So, how I look at it is like, I don't care who gives her whatever she needs as long as she gets what she needs. So, she's a great person when she leaves. So, if I have something that I can give her, I'll give her when I'm around her. And if someone has something to give her and they're always around her, let them give it, man. Like, it's like, there's so that's how I'm kind of managing that emotional thing on that side. Mm -hmm. And I've learned through that, that that, if I were to translate that or use that way of thinking or methodology or system or whatever you want to call it with everyone i
0: interact with i think
1: in time that might be better but again i don't know i'm still testing it out
0: yeah yeah it's kind of like that like uh there's that old cliche where people say like if you love something let it Mm -hmm. let it go Mm -hmm. like it's kind of like um i get what you mean man because there's so many times where i i get that like kind of like selfish feeling as well where you kind of like I don't know. Maybe you're like uh, it's one of those situations where one of your friends gets something amazing, and you're like, "Man, I wanted to help you get that, or I wanted to do that, or I I want that thing." And it's like your um, your own ego gets in the way of like kind of letting your friends, or your loved ones, even enjoy the things that they're getting. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, they they earned that, mm-hmm. you know, or, or like you know, however it fell into their lives. It's like that was meant to be what they got, or. Like it's kind of like our our own ego wants to kind of tear the things that we love away from the people that we quote unquote love. Yeah, it's, I, it's,
1: I th- yeah, I think I've experienced that even. Not, I mean, shit, this like last year. And I think for me, why I'm not as much, or why I don't think like that as much, is I think because I've put in the work in myself, and I'm building my own self worth. And I'm building my own self-confidence and self-esteem, right? No one can do that but me. So if I do that and I feel like I'm the person I should be or the, I feel like I'm the person I, I want to be or I'm on track to be, then if someone does something awesome and good, it doesn't bother me anymore because I'm, I'm, I'm happy with where I'm going. And I'm happy with the person that I'm becoming. And I'm happy with my journey, right? So, and this is, right now, the way I'm feeling is relatively new. Last month or two, right? It's just, Rome wasn't built in a day, bro. It's just, like, I think it's just us keep grinding. Just keep moving. Mm -hmm. Nothing happens overnight. It takes decades for us to, like, I'm still learning. Like, I'm still, Mm -hmm. I'm still, and I'm 44, Right, so I don't think it ever stops. Uh, so as soon as we're okay with that part too, then it becomes freeing, right? You're like, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna continue learning. I'm keep becoming better. There's no end state, and there's levels to everything. I'll give you example of levels. I'll talk to my buddy Sean, right? <laughs> levels to this, bro. I ain't shit compared to him. If you were to, if you were to list the things that he's accomplished or done or learned. Now, he would never say that I'm shit, or I don't say that either. I am something, but someone may say that. Now, when you say levels, I was, I was talking to him this morning, and he was posting something about coffee, and I asked him, because I, I love coffee, and uh, I go, hey, man, so, how many, and he loves, loves coffee. He, like, he roasts his own beans. He, oh, like, shit. I was going to say I love coffee, no, but he, I don't do that. An, I, levels. That's the example I'm going to give you. There's levels to this game, man. Levels to everything. So he made a post today about, you know, one of his coffees he makes. And he has about two or three coffees, two coffees a day on average. But he doesn't, so I asked him, how many coffees do you have? He's like, about two. I go, does it matter how much caffeine's in it or are you just looking for the taste? A, the the caffeine is a consequence of me looking at the taste and the essence of, and he starts breaking it down. I was like, "Fuck me, man!" So <laughs> then, then he posts something, and it's just levels, man. Like he has the dr- he's got a cup, he's got this th- fucking contraption, he's pouring his coffee, and it's coming in, he's talking about how he's pouring it, how long he pours it for, the the temperature, mm-hmm. he's breaking it down to granularity
0: mm-hmm. levels. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got a drip coffee machine in there, But what so 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 do I? Levels. But that's with everything.
1: Mm-hmm. So, th- so then <laughs> he makes another post today. He goes, so the first instrument, like some, boat from some music he was listening to. Or something. He's like, the first uh, instrument I learned was the piano. The second was the clarinet. And then he talks about the music he was listening to. This is the most beautiful clarinet of whatever. I didn't even know he played instruments. And I just found out. So there's levels to everything, right? We all, me included, do very surface level of everything I do or have very surface level of everything I've done until now. Mm -hmm. Until now. I'm trying to get to the point where I can get granular on things. So for me to become a professional, it has to go granular on the running. My feet, I gotta figure out my feet. I gotta figure out the toes. I gotta figure out the ankles. I gotta, all that. I get you. I get you. You feeling it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm starting to see that. So everything is granularity. If you wanna take it to another level, if you wanna add levels to your game, it's granularity. So jitsu, right? How you grip the collar, break every movement down. Mm -hmm. Forget about, okay, you grab the collar. Okay, how? Which fingers? How tight? Mm -hmm. Where, where
0: on the yeah? I was gonna say where on the lapel, Uh, yeah. And how do you want me to grab it? Yeah. Which like
1: fuck, man. Yeah, grab it, but how?
0: Yeah.
1: Granularity. So I think, and look, you could say grab it, but and then if you say how, then maybe your professor gets pissed. I don't know, but I would think of it that way. And then if you're thinking, okay, how do we get even further here? How do we make that better? Because that's what I'm learning now it's like how do we make things better so when you're beating yourself up don't beat yourself up how do we make it better next time you fuck up okay don't beat yourself up how do you make it better that's it Mm -hmm. and i think that's the way
0: Uh, one of the things that you said um i I, there's a lot of beauty in it man because you were talking about and this is something that i hear so often like there's people that reach out to me on instagram or what have you and and they're kind of talking about like um you know, a lot of the time people are dealing with, and and this is something that I'm sure you can relate to as well, because I feel like you kind of, um, I don't know, you might get the same kind of things that I get, where it's like you kind of, if you're an athletic guy, you're moving all the time, you're working out all the time, and uh, you know, people kind of assume that you, you know, you have this confidence about you. And one of the things you said was you're building your own confidence, and a lot of people, and especially this is how I used to be as well. I used to look at everybody else, and I'd be, and I'd kind of feel like. You know, I got to wear like socially I have to wear a mask because I don't feel good and I look at everyone else and they all seem to feel okay. And I used to think like, I wish I had that confidence. Like, I wish I felt as good as this guy. And that was one of the biggest lessons I had to learn um, was kind of like what you just said was like, I'm building my own confidence and it's by doing these kinds of things. I, well, I guess I, I might even need to ask you is like, how have you been building this confidence? Cause that's, yeah. that's, that's a great question. Because
1: I think that's super
0: important because I don't know how. <laughs> yeah, dude, I still yeah. feel like that sometimes, man. Uh, how, did, how did I do it? Well, to be, I'll be fully honest.
1: Sean Taylor, if he didn't help me, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. So I'm fortunate that I have a Sean Taylor and a Seb Lavoie that I can kind of
0: tap on the shoulder. Shout out to Seb, man, because the call that I had with him, man, yeah. he really helped me out too. He's a great guy, man, and I'll tell you why. Um, He...
1: Has no ulterior motive, zero I have one I mean, i'm him trying to become an athlete, mm-hmm. right we all have one right and um but he doesn't at least i haven't seen it and and I'm pretty perceptive and he's he's the epitome of detachment like mm-hmm. the, that that concept I was just talking about i didn't even like I'm talking about that for myself, but I didn't even think about it for him, but now that I think about him, he's really good at that. He doesn't care about nothing other than the other person's welfare. And that first, at first, when I first talked to him, I was like, ah, man, that's kind of fucking weird. I didn't really, really believe it. Not because I doubted him. I just didn't see that from anyone in my life. So when I saw it from someone like that, I, I gravitated towards him. It was, it was weird, man. For th- like, straight up gravitated towards him. So anyways, um, having said that, without those two guys, for sure I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. But I put in the work, right? So um, what was the question that you asked before I did the tangent on set?
0: Well, just kind of like how how you go about building your own confidence. Yeah, no, great
1: question. So I needed help with that because I didn't understand um, how to properly do it for myself. So for quite some time last year... After I had run that 100K from Chilliwack to YVR to raise that money, I was lost after that. Like, I was pretty... Like, it might have seemed I was okay or whatever, but
0: I was... I didn't know what... I was searching for something. I was like searching. Was it like kind of like a what's next, or was it kind of mm-hmm. like I thought that this was going to make me feel a certain way, and I didn't? No. Or
1: it, it had really nothing to do... Uh, no, it's not true. It... um I don't know if it had much to do with work or anything I just felt a yearning to learn something like I was trying to find something I was lost when I say lost I felt like um disillusioned that's what I mean uh I didn't have a purpose and I felt like I I was disillusioned with the world in law enforcement and I was uh I just didn't feel I had the purpose anymore so it was kind of looking for a purpose, essentially. Now that I reflect back and look at what I was doing, and I was bumbling my way through life, straight up, mm-hmm. I was bumbling my way through. Lucky for me, some people saw what I did on the seventh of November, twenty twenty one. And had I not run, then I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have found these people, and I wouldn't have learned how to build my confidence and how to, um, how to, how to function properly for myself. So I was searching, I was running, and then I engaged, I found, like, I started chatting with Sean Taylor on Instagram. And um, did I tell this, t- this story before? No, dude, No oh, at all. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah, I'll tell the story. It's, <laughs> a great, it's a great story. So he, he, he lives in the Kootenays, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's friends with Seb, too. Right. And we're we're all kind of good friends. Right. And um, so he and Seb went to Haiti and they were in Haiti uh, around uh, around December, November uh, in around that time of last year. And they were coming back and Seb went home and I was working. I was around the airport at the time and uh, I saw Sean posted something that he was at the airport. His flight had been uh, delayed because it was snowstorm at that time. So his flight back to the Kootenays had been canceled. So he was staying again for one night. And I was like, shit, man, I'm done shift. I'll, uh, you want to go for coffee?
0: And I hadn't met him yet. And him being the coffee whoever, he's like, "Yep, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, he, uh, well, I said, let's go for a beer, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, let's just, let's go grab a coffee or something. And, uh, so, uh, the reason why I went to meet him is because I, I felt isolated. I felt alone. I didn't have anyone to talk to. I didn't have anything. At least I didn't feel like it. My perception was that. Mm-hmm. If it was reality, I can't say. <laughs> but my perception was I felt isolated, alone, and had no one to talk to. And I wanted to talk to him because on his Instagram, it says he's a tier one operator. And that's a special forces person. So I wanted to see... If I had any similarities to someone like that, that was the only reason. And then there, w- in through that, I thought I might have some connection. <sighs> so I went to meet him, and it, it turned to be like a three-hour conversation. We were hanging out, and um, you know, there's similarities and a ton of no similarities. <laughs> like he's he's very very good man, very good person, and. So yeah, I sat with him three hours. I shared some stuff with him. He shared some stuff with me, and we we connected at a, a level that I thought was um, pretty cool for for a couple guys that didn't know each other and with absolutely different backgrounds, like absolutely different. Like he's a fifty year old Caucasian guy born in Ireland, right? And 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 he comes to the Canada. <laughs> I'm a I'm a Indo Canadian kid, forty four years old. Went to high school in the States and come back here, right? Very different, right? And, um, but we connected and, and he saw how desperate I was. I was in a desperate spot. Like, I haven't shared that kind of, thing. I, was, I was bad, like a hot mess. And um, he would help me. Ev- almost, he was Zoom calling me almost every single day. For at least a half an hour hour and sometimes even longer wow man, even longer like yeah almost every day if if i need if i was like i was i was like and that for him is not a new thing for him he still does that to this day talks to people he's like he helps people that's what he does and doesn't ask for anything in return. He probably might be pissed off when I'm talking about this right now. <laughs> but
0: Everyone's going to hit him up right now. Uh, They're like, no. dude, I
1: feel lonely. <laughs> no, well, here's the thing. This is another thing I've learned and that I'm going to start employing eventually. I'm sure I'm going to have to. And a fr- another friend of ours, Tanya Lamb. she's uh, out of Montreal. Phenomenal artist. Like, next level. Photography, all kinds of artists. And she's a jiu-jitsu player. She trains at a tri-star. She does photography for all those guys out there, GSP and all these people. Yeah. And
0: um. So yeah, uh, shoot. Whatever. What was it? I lost my train of thought? Why did I bring her up? Because uh, we were talking about Sean. Yeah, I were talking about how Sean. Because uh, I, I made, the, I made the joke. I was like, how everyone's gonna be hitting up yes, Sean. Okay. So she, I was talking to her, and she's like, "Yeah, Sean's like a that monk on the top of the mountain. He's like Master Splinter."
1: No, I'll, I'll explain something. He's like the monk on top of, like the kung fu master on top of the mountain. He'll teach you if you can make it up the fucking mountain. Right. Yeah. You got to put in work and then he'll teach you. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of concept, right? So, I'm getting hit up all the time. All the time now. Mm-hmm. Which is f- awesome. I I'm, I want to help as many people as possible. But at some point, it's going to be unsustainable, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm... I'm I'm hopeful at some point, you know, I'll figure out a better way to manage that. But, um, anyways, but yeah, he's that guy where he helps. So he was then eventually got to a point where he would just call me once a week. We, or I would call him once a week mm-hmm. and we'd do a Zoom for an hour or two. And um, he was very instrumental in, in, in getting my mindset to where it needed to be to execute what I'm trying to do. He was instrumental in that like he's assen- he's a performance coach, a mental performance coach. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. And he's done that for years. So that's he did his job. <laughs> what his job should be or would be. And he also saved my life essentially. And now he's given me my life <laughs> in a sense of um showed me the way to act, to do things better. And now I've learned those ways. And I would like to learn them even better and then come on these podcasts and talk about that because I think it's super awesome that you know if I can learn something from him that helped me and then share that with some other people and if that helps now having said that it's 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 not that hard like it's simple stuff sorry it's super hard but it's simple stuff Mm. don't lie like honestly be honest with yourself all the time and control the ego all the time for me that's for me so like be honest so like um we always play these games in our head right and we always tell a story and we always say something or if we're trying to get something we want to say something what i've learned not learned I've, we've always known this but what i've put into practice with his reminders is to tell the truth and since i've been doing that regularly and just doing it now everything's changing again So Mm -hmm. in the sense of like before I'd be, I don't want to tell people I'm broke. I don't want, I don't want to ask for help. Oh, they're going to think I'm fucking like a loser. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. That's how I thought my entire life. Now I'm like, (laughs) he's like, I'm making a video talking about, I need some money. and I need help because I'm to train. Like that's, I would never have done that in a million years, Mm -hmm. but now I've done that. And that helps people somehow. Or that will help me, or like, and it has, like, hundred percent. It it's helped me a hundred percent, and me just being open and honest with every like. Look, New Wedge Alliance and Oxygen Renfrew are putting on a s- fundraiser for me, July 9th in Coquitlam. They're gonna have professional athletes there, NHL, MMA, UFC fighters. They're gonna have um, like you know uh, lacrosse, like all these kind of people. They're gonna have them there. We're going to have speakers there, like Seb's going to speak, Nathan from uh, um, 1033 podcast about first responders and mental health. And we want to make this a huge event. Now, that wouldn't have never happened had I not asked for help. Mm -hmm. Now, these guys... No, actually, let me correct that. I went to hang out with them one day. I I, I just met them. And... um, I was talking to Jason, the 10:33 guys, or no, the guys no, from uh, New, Age New Edge. Alliance. New Edge. Ah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've known them for a bit, but then I, 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 I stopped off at New Edge Alliance and s- chatted with Ibby and Jason, and uh, <sighs> awesome guys, man. Like, I was, I didn't even go there asking for anything. I was just sh- shooting the shit with them, and they were like, "Hey, how can we help you?" I was like, "What?" And like, well, they were like, "Shit, Sorry. <laughs> They were like, "They were like, we, we want to help." I go, "Look, man, I can't take any money," and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, um we want to help you. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I need help, man. What can we do? They put a a fundraising team together. So they have a, they have, uh, you know, they have people that work there and and they put a team together to help fundraise. And all they asked me was like, what would you like to see at it? And, and, and what, you know, what's the ideas? And I kind of just said those things and (laughs) putting it together. Yeah. It's like, um, now, having said that, I put in the work. I'm doing things that are going to help a lot of people, and that's why they're doing it. And they're doing it to help me, so that I can do these things. So, they're essentially that's a donation for them, mm-hmm. and um, that's pretty amazing. If you actually take a step back and think about that, they're going to donate money to me mm-hmm. to so I can pay my rent, so I can eat. Like that's nuts. Mm-hmm. And 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 they share the vision. They share the vision of doing something to help as many people as possible. And I am on the track to think, I think I'm on track to do that. I think I'm on track and I'm trending in the direction where, um, that's all I'm going to do. And nothing is going to deter me from it. Like, um, I went to Peninsula Runners today. I had to stop in there on my run just to grab some tailwind I was running out. And, um, one of the people that were working there had seen me for the last couple of years. And at the beginning when they used to, you know, when I used to go there and talk to them, they are like, oh yeah, sure. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. Now they're like, holy shit. I was like, I'm telling you guys, like I've been telling you the same thing for two years. I'm doing this. It's happening. Mm-hmm. So now people are starting to see it because I signed a contract with Magnum, a huge supplement company. Like It's massive. They service 40 different countries. I love this company and what they stand for. The integrity is legit. Marcus, who's the CEO, straight up was like, look, we're supporting the journey, whatever that means. Don't know if that's money or what, but we're supporting it. And I was like, pretty brilliant. Mm -hmm. So that means a a ton. That elevates my confidence. Mm -hmm. So to answer the question about elevating confidence and stuff, it's by doing these things and seeing, meeting other people, and seeing their reactions to me as well. Because I was isolated, sitting by myself all the time. Mm-hmm. Most of the t- my life, I would not really hang out with a ton of people. So you don't really see what perspective is. You only see what's in your head. So if I'm talking shit about myself all the time, I'm going to think I'm a loser. Yeah, yeah. Right? But if I go, like now, like over the last six months, I'm would like i going out and meeting people, going for coffees, going to here, going there. And everyone is saying things that are encouraging. And they're not pumping my tires like not like that kind of stuff, but encouraging things, oh that's really good that you've done this that you've thought like all these kinds of things, and that for me makes me feel good, and it makes me see what I've done in such a short amount of time that gives me more confidence as well and then so now, if I reflect back, take a step back, talk about it, and think about it, I have my confidence right now is through the fucking roof like. I feel unstoppable right now. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel right now at this moment. I feel unstoppable. I feel like next year I'm gonna have a shoe contract. I and people go, oh, you're crazy, whatever. Well, I've thought of it and it's gonna happen now. So it's in my head. And this is how I think now. Not before, but now because I have that confidence. So now and the confidence is there because I've set a, a target or a goal and I've executed against every single plan and gotten it over the last three years, so that gives me more confidence. It's when you achieve things that you've set out to achieve, right? Mm -hmm. So now when I say, I'm getting a shoe contract with a massive company by next year, all I have to do is reverse engineer that idea, right? So the idea, I'm not thinking about here, how do I get it? I'm thinking about, I want that contract, Reverse engineer it from now. So now, what do I need to do to get a contract? Well, I need to win a race or get really good at racing. Okay, if that doesn't happen, what do I do? So now I have a bunch of plans to get that thing, mm-hmm. and all I have to do is put in the work to get it. Now, so um, if it doesn't happen six months or next year, it's going to happen. I'm not. I'm relentless now. So right. So it'll, and I think that comes from confidence, and that comes from um, now that I'll find a way to do anything I want. So I'll find a way. Yeah. So it's not like I'm getting beat up. I'm beating myself up. I'll do better next time and I'll find a way.
0: It's kind of like a, like a combination of like starting off with like kind of different challenges or like a lot of people say like goals, different challenges, like different ways to kind of, you know, push yourself a little bit further, a little bit like um, achieve something that you didn't really think that you could do. Like we were talking about earlier And then actually achieving it and kind of building it a little bit higher up from there. Um, Sorry, one second. No, 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 you're all good, man. And then um, a combination of that and just kind of putting yourself out there and connecting with other people, connecting. Because I've I've been in those positions as well where you're just kind of on your grind, but you're not connecting with anybody. You're just kind of, you know, uh, maybe you go, you get up, you uh, go to work, you go to the gym, you come home, you eat dinner, you shower up that and that's it you don't connect with anybody you have nowhere to bounce feedback off of you have nobody to tell you hey like you're doing a fucking good job it's a combination of that but also actually doing a good job like challenging yourself (laughs) and doing a good job and then from there it's kind of just like okay now that i've achieved this thing that i didn't think i was going to be able to do what if i shoot a little bit higher what if i what if i aim a little bit higher what if i aim a little bit higher this time and you continuously build up and up and up because That's even like, you know, you can take it as physical feats. Like, hey, uh, I did a half marathon. I did a full marathon. Now I'm gonna do this. Now I'm gonna do that. And you have people tell you like, "Wow, that was fucking awesome. That was a good job." Like, all of these different things start to compound, and then that's how you start to build this confidence. And then once you have more confidence, you can shoot for higher goals. Like, it's like almost like a compounding effect.
1: So it's like, uh, buddy, buddy, I keep saying buddy, buddy. Sean was mentioning something to me. Um, and this is all... We do this all the time. Like, I do this. I do this all the time. But he gave it... Like, uh, he gives it, like, a saying, right? Like, and he does it all the time, and you, you probably do. A lot of people do when you want to set the next challenge. It's recalibrating your suck meter <laughs> <laughs> How much suck you're willing to take. Yeah, or... Yeah, essentially. So if you're, if you're doing 10K, and you're doing 10K all the time, cool, 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 cool. Now, tomorrow, do that. If you're doing your 10K for 60 minutes, now... Aside, tomorrow you're doing it for 55. Mm. You're doing it for 55 tomorrow, and you do it. Now you've recalibrated your succometer meter mm-hmm. because now it's 55 minutes. And then you do that for a while, and then you say 50. I'm gonna do it tomorrow. You just you just you you have intention behind it. You you recalibrate everything in your life to do that. Now obviously you focus on the priorities or whatever it is, but you, you yeah you recalibrate. So what I did on each of these things, I'm going to the mountains
0: recalibrating. What's Vibrant? Do you hear know. that? It's not me.
1: I hear it. I got to rock and roll soon anyways, bro. Shoot.
0: Oh, it's the phone. Vibrant. Oh, it's Teddy's phone. I
1: got to rock anyways, bro. All
0: right, you want to wrap this yeah, up? Yeah, let's wrap it
1: up, bro. So, right. yeah, man, I mean, um, I got a lot going on right now. <laughs> I got... Uh, what do we got? The next big race is going to be July 23rd. That'll be the Buck in Hell in North Vancouver. Um, that'll be a fun one. And then also, just so everyone knows, if we're, depending on when this comes out, um, tomorrow, which is Sunday, the... What's the date? The 26th, we're doing a mental health walk at Campbell Valley Park on Clouds, the shoe company, the third largest shoe company on the planet, is going to be there. They're going to be you know, having a tent. This, is, this will that. be after that. But Whatever. Right. They can talk about it. And then... Um, what else? What are we going to talk about? Uh, yeah, that's it. So um, we got that. We got the race. YouTube channel starts.
0: Shout out to Magnum.
1: Shout out to Magnum. Yeah, Magnum supplements. Anybody wants to get any supplements, you can use my code. It's S-A-C-H-I-N, Suchin. Uh, just go to the magnumsups.ca website, and you order anything off the site and use my code. You get a discount. Little shameless plug there. Yeah, bam. <laughs> and um, hopefully, there will be more shameless plugs and sponsors coming in the next uh, few months. So Hell yeah.
0: Yeah, bro. Beautiful. Yeah, I man. think that's a great place to wrap this up. Um, yeah, if you guys need to build some confidence, go and set some fucking goals, challenge yourself a little bit more, and then uh, recalibrate that succometer. I love that. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Recalibration, man. Awesome. Well, All right, bro. Thank you so much. Yeah, much man. love, and peace out, everybody. See ya.